moviegoers, you're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. Did it again. Another spicy intro. This is very spicy. I'm crushing it these days. <laughs> I've got it down to a science. Do you? Yeah, basically, you push the button and you go, all right, we're recording, and then I start talking and don't know where I'm going with it. I know the words I'm going to say, but I don't know how I'm going to say them. I would hope you would know the words that you're saying because they're the same thing every time. There have been times where I mess it up. And then I'm like, we need to take that again. Let's let's try that again. Yeah. There is the one time I changed it for Captain Marvel episode. I did, I did change it. What did you say in that one? I said, hey, Marvel goers. Oh, yeah, you did. Listen to Two Dudes Marvel reviews. I forgot that you said that. Yeah. But we are back with another bonus episode for you guys. You truly don't deserve us. <laughs> We're too good to you. We're putting in overtime for you fucking losers. Yeah. Second phase. Second phase. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so happy we're doing these episodes. I think I said it in the first one, but I fucking love these movies. Really? Yeah, you haven't <laughs> figured it out yet? I have not figured that out. I thought you hated them. I thought you liked DC. Hey, man, I gave them a shot, <laughs> and they shot me in the back. <laughs> with a Aquaman? With, with all of them. Uh, yeah. You, did you see that Will Smith, is he dropped out of Suicide Squad too? Yeah. And I think they recast. He's on to bigger and bluer things. <laughs> that is true. That trailer just came out. Yeah, it did. But that's not the trailer we're going to talk about today. No, it is not. No, it's not. There's actually big news in the world of Marvel. This huge day of- news. Huge. Huge. It's going to be huge. Huge. It's going to be huge. Huge news, dude. <laughs> You're listening to Huge News, dude. Movie reviews <laughs> with Hugh and, and Hugh and. Hugh and Hugh, also Marvel related, not MCU. Hugh Jackman. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. He's a huge Jackman. So he's not huge. He's bigger than Wolverine was in the comics, though. Yeah. He's brolic. Brolic! <laughs> Built like a truck. Did you see um, the video of Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds doing commercials for their respective companies? I did. You liked it? It was cute. Yeah, I liked it. That was really funny. They have a fun relationship. I I love when Hugh Jackman just flicks the fucking cap across the room. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not the huge news we're talking about. It isn't the huge news. The huge news is this morning that we are recording this, it is not only Pi Day. I didn't even know it was Pi Day. 3.14, baby. Damn, I completely spaced on that. Two days before my favorite holiday of the year, 316. Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. Oh, I didn't even... Okay. I washed my Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt that says 316 on it in anticipation for Saturday. Oh, nice. Yeah, I go hard. (laughs) I was going to go to work. I was going to shave my head and just wear a black leather vest with a rhinestone skull on the back and no shirt, and I was just going to pound beers at my job all day. And that is the big news for today. That's the big news. (laughs) No, the big news is Colin and I have rented a van filled it up with as many snacks that i can sneak reference to a a new segment on the show but we're not going to get into that because it doesn't fit this episode but we're going to fill it up with as many snacks as we can as many comic book back issues and trades as we can so we got enough stuff to read because we're taking a trip across the fucking galaxy to go to (laughs) the motherfucking trailer park (laughs) 
And why are we going to the trailer park? Because Marvel Studios is trying to give me a heart attack. <laughs> they are trying to kill me. They are out to kill you, boy. <laughs> Them motherfuckers dropped a brand new trailer for Endgame, bro. Yeah. I also, I want to point this out. We went and reviewed MCU Phase 1. Our first official bonus episode of the podcast. Few days later, four days later, they released the second trailer to Endgame. Coincidence? We held off on doing the first trailer for Endgame until that episode because we thought it would be special. Yeah. And sure enough, they gave you guys four days to listen to that episode so you can be caught up. And then they release number two. You know what? There's been actually some crazy coincidences with our podcast and Marvel. Yeah, with Spider-Man. the Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we did the the our second episode of the podcast ever, Spider-Verse. We release it, and then like the next day, the very next day is when they release the goddamn trailer for Far From Home. Yeah, it's crazy. They're listening. They are listening. Kevin Feige? 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 Feig? Feige? Feige. How do you say his name? It is spelt like beige with an F. Yeah, Feige. All right. <laughs> Uh, well, he's listening. I, think, I thought it was uh, Fe- Feige. I think it's Feige. Yeah. Feige? <laughs> Feige? You know what? <laughs> At Two Dudes Movie Reviews on social media. Find us. Send us in. How the fuck do you say his name? Feige? You or know Feige? what? <laughs> as soon as he's a character in the MCU, that's when I'll learn his name. I don't care yeah. if you're behind the scenes. You have to say it with that inflection. Feige? Feige? <laughs> Feige? Well, you know what? He should write in because obviously he's listening to us because he's releasing these shits hot on our heels. Hot on our heels. Yeah. I look, I'm at work today and I look at my phone for a minute going in the back and I get a notification from the AMC app saying something about, oh, new new Avengers Endgame trailer. And I'm like, what? As I'm in the middle of watching this trailer, you texted me a link to it and I'm like, I'm already there, bro. (laughs) I know. All up in it. I had just finished watching it, and it was funny because I sent that to you, mm-hmm. started texting someone else about it, and then you came up and you're like, already watching it. Or like, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm <laughs> literally in the middle of it when you texted me. It's funny because I've been like refreshing Twitter like every day recently because the next like wave of downloadable content for a video game that I've been like obsessed with lately is supposed to come out any day. Yeah. So I was like on there, and I was like, let me see if the battle passes out. I like swiped and then Endgame popped up and I did like a quadruple take. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the battle pass. <laughs> yeah, this we gotta is. gotta watch this. So I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. I want to watch this trailer. All right, what what is this? I don't I've, only, wait. <laughs> I've only watched it once and it was on my phone. I How watched it four watched? times. Four times. All, right. All on my phone. So make sure this is big. Don't. I don't want to watch it in this little fucking thumbnail version on your YouTube. Blow this shit up. I want it on all three screens simultaneously. All right. No, that's okay. Just play it on the one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have time for that. God, seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave. Became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises. This really I makes really hoping to you pull think off that Tony's dying. Yeah, man. Clips he's, he's from been, the... He's been kind of the centerpiece the in the beginning of both these trailers already. Yeah. 
but also them showing like the scenes from the first movie. Same thing with Captain America Captain here. America. I think they do it with Thor also, right? All we can do is our best. Sort of. Sort of. We can do. Is to start over. Yeah, his family's definitely dead. Sorry, Hawkeye. See there. There's oh yeah, yeah. Thor. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do, but not us. So it should be really obvious that a, the color red and white and black has to be significant in some way. To everyone who's Maybe. not in this room. The whole beginning of this trailer just black and white, black and white, and red parts. Speaking of red, Scarlet Witch, or not Scarlet Witch, but sorry, Black Widow. Oh, redhead again. Yeah, redhead again. Thank God. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Let's see more Hawkeye. Black Widow Whatever looking badass. Captain America looking. I, I love that with the pencil. Ooh. So look at look at the suit. Look at the suit. Oh, they're going in the quantum realm, baby. That's what you think it is? Because that's I what I so. thought it was. Yeah. So they almost look like spacesuits, kind of. Mm -hmm. Fuck yes. I like this one. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Yeah, man. I was so surprised that they showed us this much more of the movie. I was almost expecting them to kind of keep it tame and really not add a lot because they don't want to, like, you know, spoil much. Do you think they showed that much? I don't think they did. Well, they didn't. They definitely didn't spoil anything, but I'm just saying I almost expected them to give us fucking nothing else. My, uh, which I, I would have been fine with, but this. Ooh, ooh. It raises more questions, which is something that they do brilliantly. I sent this trailer to my brothers. My one brother said he was not going to watch it because he didn't want any spoilers. He just wanted he just he just wants to see it now. He doesn't want to see it. He just trailer. wants to see shit happen. And then and then I said I was like honestly like I don't think there's really any spoilers in this. Like for me, I think there's only really one thing that I was like kind of like oh maybe that could be this. Yeah. And that's what we just said. The suits that they show at the end look like they might be like special suits that they're wearing to go into the quantum realm. Yeah, man. And the suits are red, white, and black, and half this trailer is black and white with only the reds being like accented. Right. I have a feeling those suits are of significance, which would make me believe that they're going to the quantum realm or something. That's that's going to be a key point to them bringing back characters. Yeah. What you think so or No, I agree. You agree? I agree. Yeah. I definitely think that uh there's some significance. And you were saying also it looks like Tony's dying. I think I think he's going out. But almost because they're going so heavy handed with making it seem that way, I almost think they're swerving us. It, it might be. It might be a swerve. But you know, I, I've also learned to not trust anything that looks too obvious just by being a wrestling fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> they constantly do shit like that. They're like, oh, you think you know everything, you fucking marks? You know, it's weird. When this trailer started up the first time, I was like, is this real? Or is I thought this it was a, a fan. Yeah, made. I was like, is this a fan made trailer? Because it, it, you know, the first maybe thirty seconds of this trailer is all just clips from other movies. Yeah, and then they start showing you some new shit, and then you're like, oh 
Yes. But uh, this is an awesome shot, too. Yeah, all the boats at Ellis Island. Yeah, around the Statue of Liberty, but it's like clearly looks like Earth's deserted. Yeah, or it looks like they're using it almost as like a refugee camp, because if you look, it looks like there's like extra tents and stuff like set up down yeah. there and stuff. Like maybe it just looks though like it's almost been like, you know, I mean, half half the fucking world is gone. So, yeah, it does look like the world has gone to shit a little bit. I wonder if this is a flashback or if this is new. With I think Hawkeye? we'll look in the background, too. It looks like his family's back there. I think this is pre snap because yeah. they make it a point to show this scene. He's like teaching. I think that's his daughter. Yeah. Teaching his daughter how to use a bow and arrow, and he's kind of like smiling and everything, and he's like having a good day out. I bet you this is where he is when the snap happens, and this scene, when they show it in the movie, is if you go ahead a little bit, where he's there and he like holds hands with Black Widow and like when she first like sees him, I'm assuming it's when she first sees him and she looks like, oh fuck, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think that he's telling her what happened and that scene is a flashback to right before the snap and he's like out having a good time and then like he sees, I think this is how it's gonna play out. He's teaching his daughter the bow and arrow. He sees her turn to dust. And he's like calling for like his wife or something, or he goes and looks back at his wife and son who are playing in the background, and they're also turning into dust. Yeah. And he's just like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> I would I, love that. I think it's gonna be really dark. I think I it's, hope so. I think it's gonna be upsetting. I think I, this movie is gonna hit you in the feels immediately. It is not gonna because it ended on such a down note. It's gonna start in the worst place possible. Yeah. It's going to pick up where it left off, and there's not going to be a happy moment in this movie for a while. I really would kind of be upset if there's humor out the gate. I don't think you should be cracking jokes in this movie until, like, act two shit. Yeah. Once you're, like, really assembling everybody and getting the pieces moving. Because how can you be happy and cracking jokes after this fucking decimation? <laughs> like... <laughs> When we start something, it's just some slapstick humor. Yeah. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> I, I, Thanos is tripping over logs in his farm. Whoa. <laughs> I was wondering if like the newspaper clippings here were like any sort of like Easter eggs or like a character from the comics or something. I can't really see anything. Yeah, I can't make anything out. Yeah. But it looks like he's out of the quantum realm. Yeah. But this I, looks like people have been gone for a long time because look at all the overgrown stuff on the, everybody's house. It looks like the world is going to shit in like this. That's there, why, there's got to be a pretty serious time jump here. Yeah. People were saying 10 years. I wouldn't be surprised if 10 years, 10 years or five years, something like that. Yeah. 10 might be a little bit drastic. Yeah. 10 years. That means Tony Stark's been flying in that spaceship for 10 years, surviving on what? So I think 10 is like a little bit much. Fritos. <laughs> Fritos. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know why, but I just like this. Rocket and War Machine team yeah, up. But but this War Machine suit looks badass. It does look really cool. Yeah. And it looks heavy duty. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is a different suit for Rocket, but Rocket, I like the design of this suit. And I don't know, this, this shot right here, just the color, everything. I'm like, uh, it's hitting me. I like it a lot. That suit looks a lot more like more recent Guardians of the Galaxy comics. That looks yeah. more true to the comic. That's cool. Yeah, I, li I like that a lot too. I was I was thinking it looks a little bit Ravager, right? That's what they're called, the Ravagers from the yeah, first Guardians. Yeah, it kind of does. Are... Different color scheme, but it looks like similar, um, similar like build to the yeah. suit. Does this have any significance, or is he just listening to AFI right now? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, he's Hawkeye, so it makes sense that he has a mohawk. Oh, okay. He's yeah. mohawk eye. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some AirPods and he's listening to Miss Murder. <laughs> hey, Miss Murder. No, people were asking, like, why does he have a mohawk? Why not? I was just wondering. He's just, brooding. There's like three scenes, are, like, you watched last... his family turn to dust. He's in an emotional place. I know, but the last one, it's like, oh, the Ronin, and this one, it's like Mohawk, and then he's all over the place. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying that in a good or bad way. I'm just saying there's a lot going on with Hawkeye in these trailers. Right he's now. going through a lot. Leave him alone. He's just a boy. <laughs> yeah. I also like that when they show Ant Man, he doesn't look as chipper in this movie at all. He looks like he has a much more serious tone, which makes sense. I mean, he is the comedic relief at the end of the first trailer, but in this, he looks like he's taken like the whole weight of the situation. Yeah, I I know you said like with him being the comic relief kind of at the end of the first trailer. That might be before he even knows what's really going on. Yeah, maybe. So. And it's funny because the first trailer ends with comic relief, and so does this one. But other than those two moments, th- there's nothing else funny in these trailers. Not at all. And I think in the first, like in Infinity War the trailer had a lot more jokes packed into it. This has definitely got more of a, you know, a sour note to it, which I'm happy about, which is what you're getting at. I hope most of the movies like that. Yeah. I liked the comic relief a lot. Like the jokes in infinity war are great. Hell yeah. But, but look at all the people who dusted most of the guardians. Yeah. All the funny ones. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's gone. He's quippy bastard. Doctor Strange. Iron Man's by himself, basically, so he can't quip to anybody. He can only do arm farts up there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's loving it. But, well, no, he probably can't do arm farts because he's got that big old cut on his ribs from uh, fighting Thanos. Yeah, Getting that's stabbed true. with his own sword. Yeah, I wonder how long he's been floating up there. He's got a huge gash in him, and he's got... I guess we're going to find out. Who knows what the timeline within the movie itself is? I mean, if they're going to especially travel through time... This movie could take place over the course of fucking 20 years. That would be just nuts. Just between jumping, if they do a 10-year jump forward, but then they do a not only a 10-year jump back to the fight, but a 10-year jump to the Battle of New York. Oh, man. You think they're going to go that far back? I have a feeling. Why? Because there were set photos, and it looked they're all in their, the same costumes that they had in the first Avengers. Oh, damn. But the main difference is Ant-Man is there. Hmm. There are like set photos. I don't know if it's a swerve. I don't know if it's coincidence. I don't know what they're doing, but there's like a lot of speculation that maybe the way to approach this is they have to go back to the Battle of New York when the portal is open because they didn't realize that was Thanos then. But now knowing if they can go back to that point when that portal is open they can get to Thanos before he has any Infinity Stones and attack him on his turf without him expecting that would happen. Yeah. So maybe those suits aren't actually to just get through the Quantum Realm, but they're going to use them to travel into space and attack Thanos before he has any Infinity Stones and defeat him way before any of this happens. I like that take. There's a lot of crazy things you could do with this movie. Yeah. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? That is crazy. It's also crazy that they would let Captain America wear that shitty suit from the first Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. If you ever look at like the cover to Avengers, yeah, oh yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's rough bad. looking. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, they tried to make it authentic, which is good. But if you look, I don't know if it's later in the trailer, but there is a part right there back. 
Captain America has his mask back on. Oh, yeah, you're right. And he's wearing like the old school blue, whereas in Infinity War, he was wearing black. Now, I don't know if this is a current fight or if it's a flashback because it's literally just a close up on him. But now he's actually wearing the mask again, which he doesn't wear the mask at all. And uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Infinity War. I like these parts of Black Widow. Yeah, because they're they're making her look badass in this. Yeah. I think she's gonna have a pretty big part in this too. She should. I mean, I people have wanted a Black Widow movie for a while, and they're finally getting it now. And that's why they might use this movie to like build her up and set yeah, her up this, strong this, for that. This might be kind of like the springboard. Going back with the red hair, she looks badass. Thor still looking strong as ever because he's basically set himself up as the strongest Avenger besides Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, uh, it looks like Gamora is with the Avengers, so she must get back to. Earth somehow. Yeah, you don't see Tony Stark. But Tony Stark and Gamora... Or I say Gamora. I'm an idiot. Nebula. Yeah. Tony Stark and Nebula are the only two left on Titan after the dusting. So they had to have been on the ship together. Unless they leave at some unless, different point. I don't know. But Maybe. Yeah, they don't show... Maybe Tony Stark is deleted out of this. Oh, no. No, no, no. He's right there. Oh, yeah. Oh. You're right. Oh, damn. Why would they do that? Mm. Why would they do that? Yeah, that is crazy. They show Tony Stark there. So what's the point of showing him floating in space? I guess we know he gets back to Earth. Yeah, I guess so. Although maybe who knows which time. Maybe this is a different timeline. I've also seen a theory where Endgame, you are actually watching, like, basically they will go to a dimension where they just have the fight again. And, like, you know how Doctor Strange is like, oh, there's like 14 million ways that we lose and there's only one way that we win? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe Infinity War, we saw one of the 14 million ways that they lose. In Endgame, you're going to basically see the same events, but it's going to be the one that they win. So I, I wouldn't like that. I don't know. I wouldn't like it either. And also, I think this trailer debunks that almost immediately just by seeing them, you know, yeah. in these like different... It, man, I can't wait for this movie. Maybe 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 alternate dimension Hawkeye has a mohawk. <laughs> mohawk eye. A mohawk eye. This is like a mohawk pompadour thing going on. Yeah. He's looking like a fucking Pidgeotto here. <laughs> <laughs> that is very accurate. Um and yeah, you get Captain Marvel and Thor here. I like the uh the little quips here. Look it's at Thor's super light. Look at Thor's face. <laughs> <laughs> that little smirk. He's so happy. He's like, Ooh, I like this. I like her. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm 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 very happy with this trailer. Didn't really tell you much, but gave you enough to get stoked. Hell yeah, more stoked than you already were. Oh man, I'm so excited. Today's a good day. Yeah, I couldn't help but get it. And this the completely different tones, but just the black and white and red. Yeah, I was like, oh man, sick shot from Sin City. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that. I mean, now we're talking the end of phase three with that one, but. Let's get to the real matter at hand. The reason why we are sitting here right now, we are going to talk phase two. Yes, we are. So, phase... Hopefully you listen to our phase one episode. Yeah, it'd be weird if you're starting in the middle like this. <laughs> yeah. But phase two is uh, quite the turnaround, I'd say. Quite the turnaround. I mean, we'll see. It doesn't quite, you know, get going till a certain point, but I might be spoiling like the way I feel about a good portion of this um, phase, but what what's the first movie of, of Phase 2? Phase 2 starts up with Iron Man 3. 
All right, 2013. Same way Phase 1 starts, kick it off with an Iron Man movie. At this point, you have seven movies in the MCU, and Iron Man is in four of them. (laughs) Yeah, they went heavy. They went heavy with them. Maybe you should have stretched that out a little bit. That's kind of like when all this was happening back in the day. Yeah. Didn't notice it. Now looking at it, I'm like, damn, like they really just like got all the Iron Man out of the way. Front-loaded. Really front-loaded Iron Man in these goddamn movies. Coming off Iron Man 2, which was not received well. Nope. Switch directors. They went with Shane Black on this one. Who's a great director. Like yeah. I like I like his work generally. Generally. Up until this point, he had only done Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. But uh, after this, he did The Nice Guys. I don't know if you saw that. Movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. So he's the director on it. Kiss uh, Kiss Bang Bang. Also, Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Drew Pierce is the writer on this. He really hadn't worked on much prior to this yep he did recently hotel artemis but that was you know last year so you can't really take that into consideration but yeah yeah, he really hadn't worked on much and uh the new characters that they bring in this uh guy pierce plays killian yeah he's in the hurt locker and prometheus and ben kingsley is the mandarin sort of sort of yeah sort of the mandarin he's in like shutter island i mean he's in fucking everything yeah yeah he's ben kingsley yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean my initial reaction to it when it came out I enjoyed it, but I think I enjoyed it because it wasn't Iron Man 2. <laughs> yeah, it was. Cause Cause I, watch it, I watch it now, and I'm still like, eh. Like, I don't really yeah. enjoy it that much. But I, I This think- is another one of those that I feel like we can skip in the MCU. If you're, like, trying to tell somebody to catch up before yeah. even, like, Infinity War, this is one of the ones they don't need to see. Because it I- really doesn't connect to the rest of it. I think this is the one where he takes his um arc reactor out. Yeah, this is okay. And he like blows up his suits and stuff like that. Yeah. Which what was the point because he he's going to be in five other movies right? Yeah, <laughs> and, he's, and he has suits. So yeah. I don't know. This, this movie kind of felt uh, I don't know, like a little a bit of a waste of time for me. I do like it better than Iron Man 2, but this movie, in a sense, feels a little bit the way that I felt about uh, Captain Marvel. Okay, yeah. In, in okay. that it yeah, felt feel almost that. like someone who wasn't really that attached to the MCU and just wanted to make like a movie with their agenda. Yeah. Um, because there's there's things in here that seem very out of place with the MCU as a whole. Like right. you were saying, like this movie probably has the least to contribute. Maybe not the least, but it has very little to contribute. There's some things where like right. Pepper Potts gets infected with whatever that I forget what they call it in the movie, yeah. but she basically gets like that radiation never referenced again. Tony Stark destroys all of his suits, never referenced again. Has he takes a suit the, for the next out. movie, yeah. the next Avengers movie. He's just has suits again. Yeah, the big villain, the Mandarin, is not even the Mandarin. He's just an actor. Like a lot of throwaway there's a, there's stuff. A, yeah, there's a lot of really weird decisions in this. How how was the budget in this? Two hundred million to okay. make. 1.2 billion box office. Damn, bro. Made a lot. Yeah. Hell yeah. People like these Iron Man movies. I mean, I, I think they come Robert Downey Jr., man. They love him. Yeah, I think he's the selling factor for them. Yeah. So, huge huge uh huge amount of money on that. Cuz that's another thing we should say. I think we should say it cuz we do kind of shit on the Iron Man sequels, but Robert Downey Jr. is not the problem with those movies. He is still enjoyable in those movies. Oh, yeah. It's just the movies themselves as a whole are kind of a waste of time and a waste of his talent almost. Yeah. Like, his character develops slightly through them, but I feel like 
the Iron Man character really develops in the Avengers movies and his relationship with the other Avengers, like especially like Civil War and stuff like that. Yeah. His character develops a ton in the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. Barely at all through two and three. And then a lot through the, uh, you know, Captain America and Avengers movies. Yeah. Like, it's weird. He he progresses very little in, in his, in own, his movies, own movies. But in the other movies he does. And the first one... He's got such a good story arc in that first one. We've already touched on it, though, in our previous episode. But, yeah, the the Iron Man movies don't really contribute much to his character or the MCU. Yeah. What's the tomato tomato on this bad bitch? Critic score, 80%. Okay. Audience score, 78%. Tomato, tomato. Tomato. I'm going tomato as well. Very nice. I'm yeah. glad we're in agreement. We're starting off with a bang. Yep. What do we have next i ask you but i know i know well, what's next <laughs> we started off with a bang yep but this movie just banged the audience into submission because this movie's fucking terrible thor thor the dark world <laughs> 2013 as well this movie's a hardcore bummer because it sucks like it full-blown sucks yeah but it gives us another infinity stone so it's kind of important What's the Infinity Stone in this one? Because it's the Aether, which is a oh, reality yeah, yeah, yeah. stone from with Malak. Is it Malakith? Ma- yeah, Malakith, Malakith, or whatever. Awful. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this movie is such a bummer. You you want to know um something funny about this movie? Give it to me. This is the only movie I've ever fallen asleep in the theater for. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I don't blame you. I I have seen this movie maybe three times i saw it once in theaters when it came out and i don't remember loving it but i also didn't love the first one and then i was on a flight back from seattle and uh it was just one of the movies that i can choose to watch on my flight it was free so i was like i haven't seen this in a long time i don't remember how i feel about it i should watch it since i'm on this flight for like six hours and uh that was a really rough flight for me i actually watched iron man I watched Iron Man 2 and Thor 2. Jeez. And I was just like, because both of them I had only seen like once and remembered not loving them, but I'm like, maybe I was wrong. And maybe now that some time has passed and I've seen other Marvel movies. (laughs) Yeah, now I know that. That was a rough flight, dude. Rough fucking flight. But yeah, I watched that on the plane and I was like, this is just bad. Yeah. (laughs) Really bad. It's it's like crazy. I mentioned on the first episode, None of the MCU movies have a rotten rotten tomato score. Yeah. And this one, I'm like, how? How is this not rotten? <laughs> like, it's crazy. The only uh, is there even really like okay, I'll give you I'll give you one thing that is of importance. A writer on this movie is Christopher Marcus. Yeah. He worked on the Chronicles of Narnia before this. He is a writer on uh, a film that comes later. In the MCU? It's an MCU movie, and it's of significance. I think that might be the only thing that's really, like... Worth mentioning. Worth mentioning. Again, going with the trend of directors for the MCU. Yeah. Relatively inexperienced director, um, Alan Taylor. He worked on mainly TV shows like Boardwalk Empire, Law and & Order, and okay. stuff like that. They, they but they switched it up from Thor 1, different guy. Yeah. Right. Christopher Yost, he also came from a, uh, like kind of a marvel background but it all like animated like working on do you remember x-men evolution no is it a tv show yeah animated tv show okay tmnt stuff like that but yeah this movie other than the infinity stone 
really brings nothing to the table. Yeah, it's unfortunate that there's an Infinity Stone there because now this is a movie I would say like you should probably watch it. This is a movie where I say like find the find the YouTube video that sums it up in three minutes. Ooh, there you go. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, don't waste don't the full it. time on it because holy shit, is it not worth it? Yeah, it's not worth it at all. What a waste. It's it's weird. Phase two is kind of rough to start up. It's really piggybacking on phase one. We but, said we said it in our phase one, like Iron Man's really good, and then it goes out with a bang with Avengers. Yeah, like, but everything in the middle is either okay or just like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, the, these two movies are off of coming off of Avengers, and everyone's high on it. Yeah, so so they got away with it. How much did this cost, and and then end up making? Budget on it was one seventy. Okay, box office. Six hundred forty four. So so it's no Iron Man three. No Iron Man three. I mean, it's still tripled its budget or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, st- it's still making money. You can um, see why it took them so long to get around to a third Thor. Yeah. After those two movies not really doing too well, probably not having a ton of faith in the character itself, which is really not the character's fault. It's the writer's fault. Mm-hmm. But that that comes in a later date. We'll talk that on the next uh, bonus episode we do. What is the tomato tomato on this? Tomato on this is 67%. Yep. Audience score, 76. Guess what? <laughs> Fucking tomato. Tomato. Yeah. No question. I'd give it lower. I'd give it lower too. Yeah. This is one that I was like, how? What were you smoking when you reviewed this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. They're giving it too much credit. Yeah. Yeah. That might be some, that might be a little bit of MCU payola there. I think it is. Yeah. Now, when I said that someone from who wrote the, uh, the second Thor movie was yeah. writing this one. The movie that they wrote is what we're about to talk about. Really? Back to back? Yep. That's very Christopher Marcus also wrote The Winter Soldier. That's insane. Yeah. How did you write one of the worst in the entire MCU and then immediately write one of the, the best? <laughs> I think oh. I think a lot well and it's it's you know what it's strange too because uh they brought in another writer from the Chronicles of Narnia, Stephen McFeely, which is a crazy name. McFeely. <laughs> you made that up. Isn't that the name of the mailman from Mr. Rogers? Oh, I don't know. I, I think it is. It's Mr. McFeely. I think the big contributors to this, though, the Russo brothers directing this. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest game changer. Them coming in legitimately saves the entire MCU, I think. Yeah. Because this movie... I did not want to see it when it came out because I didn't at that point I had not rewatched the first Captain America. I just remember it being not good and I didn't like it. That was my initial reaction. I don't like that movie. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see this. And I remember I was in Boston at the time and my cousin who, who lives in Las Vegas, he had called me and we talk, we talk Marvel specifically a lot. And he's telling me, he's like, did you see Captain America winter soldier? And I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I hated like the first Captain America. Like, I don't really want to see it. He's like, you're fucking up. He's like, this movie is fucking awesome. And he's like, you know, in Dark Knight, every time Joker is on screen, you're like, oh, some shit's about to go down. He's like, that's how Winter Soldier feels in this. Like, every time you see the Winter Soldier show up in this, you're like, oh, shit's going to get fucked right now. <laughs> like, they build him as such a badass villain. And I know the MCU gets hammered a little bit for having weak 
villains who are basically just carbon copies of the hero that he's facing. And you can argue that there is some of that, but this is really, besides Loki, this is the first really strong villain in the MCU. Yeah, and you know what probably makes it stronger? Because, like, I wouldn't say that Sebastian Stan's performance as the Winter Soldier is anything to write home about. Right, because it's, it's he, the he basically doesn't between, say anything in the yeah, whole movie. Th- it's the emotional tie between the Winter Soldier and Captain America that does it. Yeah. And also the fact that, like, Captain America doesn't want to fight him. Yeah. Is, like, kind of crazy. Because yeah. you almost have your hero not wanting to fight the main villain in the movie. Like, right, it's awesome. It adds, like, a different layer to it that isn't really in the other ones. Yeah, and it's funny you said that you didn't want to see it. I did not see this in theaters. Really? Yeah. You know what? Like, we, we've we talked to all of Phase 1 and now up to this movie. At this point, there's eight movies out. Yeah. And I would say I like three of them. Wow. And at this point, I remember being like, especially after the last two movies, I was like, you know what? Like, they're just action movies. I was like, I'm, I have no desire to see Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I yeah. didn't catch this movie until it came out on Blu-ray. And holy sh- this movie is a f- real fucking game changer. Yeah. What What's the budget look like? Budget on this guy? $170 million. Wow. Box office? seven seventeen. Very nice. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, yeah, this movie's just, it's so good. The, this is really fucking. I, you know what? Good. I'm gonna say this. This movie, I think, posts. I'm sorry, I'm butting in, but this movie plants the most seeds throughout that feed the entire rest of the MCU afterwards. Yeah, because this is where Hydra collapses, and or not Hydra. I'm sorry. Uh, this is where Shield collapses Shield because collapses. you find out there's Hydra operatives within Shield, mm-hmm. and so I think that was like super important. Yeah, this might be the best written the. Most well written Marvel movie, hmm. from from a like a writing standpoint, hmm. like how smart is the story in this? It is brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. This is like a genuine masterpiece, like for fucking sure. The, you you mentioned the Dark Knight earlier. I think this might be Marvel's Dark Knight. Yeah, especially in tone. Yeah, out of all of them. Well, maybe like Infinity War has a little bit more of a heavy tone. But I think this Even in terms War, of that was a lot of joking too. That's right. This one doesn't have too many jokes. Yeah. This is probably the most like kind of like dark movie. Like it's hard to call it really dark because it's not fully dark. And there's some fun moments. Oh, we forgot to mention Anthony Mackie is introduced now as Falcon. Fal- Falcons yep. brought into the MCU. But you know, there's some. There are still some like more humorous moments that you don't really get in a lot of like the uh, other like DC ones. But yeah, this movie's fucking game changer yeah there's a lot of like a lot of these like mcu movies up until this point too like they're just like popcorn flicks where you can just watch them and like just see things unfold shit blow up blah 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 this movie like you actually have to think like this is a movie that requires you to be like all right fucking pay attention because shit is going down and you're you need to be on this ride yeah you you can't just like soak in explosions you you gotta really look at what what they're talking about. And mm-hmm. like I said, they plant a lot of seeds that pay off later in the MCU. So it's well worth it. Yeah. This is, this is such a good movie. Like love this one. How did the critics and the audience feel about this? Tomato 90%. Okay. Tomato 92%. Tomato baby. Tomato. Yeah. Tomato, love so. it. Love it. Yeah. And it really kicks off the rest of the MCU, not only by planting those seeds, but by really giving us like the first 
great movie in the MCU since Iron Man 1. Yeah. And holy shit, do they follow it up. Yep. They follow it up. 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy. Hell yes. Hell to the yes. (laughs) Probably the least anticipated Marvel movie. Yeah. This this one was a big head scratcher for like comic book fans when they were like, we're going to make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Half the comic book fans were like, what the fuck are the Guardians of the Galaxy? And the other half were like, I know what the Guardians of the Galaxy are. Why the fuck are you making a movie about them? It's not a very strong property. And I think it actually served them better because not a lot of people went in with any sort of high expectations. And this movie kicks ass. Yeah. This movie's so good. Start to finish. Mm -hmm. Right out of the gate, you have... Really emotional scene right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, man. And then you have good action. You have great comedy, amazing soundtrack. It's visually stunning. And it's really like the first movie in the MCU where we're going into space. Like we're looking at the more, um, what, what's this the word? is expanding the MCU past New York, basically. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I guess such an Asgard Thor was on. Yeah. You know, but even Asgard, then but... he spends half of his time in the U S yeah, this movie I think one because it was so successful, but two just the places they go in it and all that opens up the MCU to a lot. Like after this, like oh, we can do so much more now. Oh yeah, it it took it it took everything to the next level because now I mean it should go without saying, but they're basically like okay, now people will understand if it's not on Earth, like it's still relatable. Yeah, and I I said this in our last or not not in the MCU episode in our Captain Marvel movie about uh, a director that has like a sense of style. Yeah. This is the first movie, maybe Winter Soldiers, but I think this movie accomplishes it more where you're like, this is a director who has a unique vision and style. Yeah. And, absolutely. And you're like, you can you can feel their passion for the project and there's no other movie like this really in the MCU. Not at all. And um I keep thinking of like directors that have like a sense of style like this and it's like James Gunn in this and like maybe like Edgar Wright like fun like you know no self-aware vibe of how ridiculous it is wants to have fun colorful I just love this movie so much absolutely uh, the characters and cast in this movie is great also yep Chris Pratt is Star-Lord Zoe Saldana as Gamora we got Vin Diesel as Groot. Vin Diesel <laughs> with more lines than he could probably handle, but he still pulls it off. You get Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. You get Dave Batista mm-hmm. as Drax in, I guess, an acting debut. Formerly, formerly a WWE champion. Now champion of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> And he crushes it in this. And this movie also, you know, we're talking about a lot about the style and the how fun it is. This movie also has a lot of significance to the MCU and yeah. you know, to the movie that we're Power Stone. Yeah, direct Thanos is in this, isn't he? Or indirectly in this? No, I think he's in this. I think he shows up in holograms. Right when Something. Ronan's when Ronan's talking to him. Yeah, or is he? He's in the floating chair when Ronan's talking to him, and he's not even facing him. And then he turns around and he basically tells him, "Was like you're weak." He's like, that's why I don't, that's why I don't bother talking to you. I have my henchmen dealing with you. Yeah. But yeah, man, this is important. And the connection of Gamora being the daughter of Thanos Thanos. and everything like Mm -hmm. this really brings Thanos into the fold. And yeah, I mean, you get the power stone. So now at this point we have 
the space stone from the Tesseract, the mind stone from Loki's scepter, the reality stone from Thor, and now we have the power stone. So that's four out of six. Six. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, they're they're setting it up. Yeah. This we're is they, they, two away. Yeah. It's weird because the first two movies are kind of so throwaway, with the exception. I mean, Thor does have a Infinity Stone in it, but like they're really like setting it up here. Yeah. And especially with the last two movies, they're really putting the balls in motion. Fuck yeah. They're grabbing the balls and they're putting them in motion. The way I like it. <laughs> this is a contender for for my favorite MCU movie. I don't blame this you. Is, this is. I mean, there's a couple in this phase that are contenders. There's a few that are easily top tens. Yeah, there's there's a few that I think are top fives. Wow. Yeah. Well, what did they spend on this? Because this is like we said, their first time like taking like a cosmic trip. So it's a lot of green screen, a lot of CGI. Obviously, uh-huh. did they keep it kind of within the range? Did they spend more? Like, what are we looking at? It's within the range. Okay. One seventy. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. In it's about line what they w- spend on like any of them. Yeah, the Dark World and Winter Soldier both cost one seventy. What did this make? This made. Seven hundred and seventy-three million. Okay, that's around what I was expecting. I was I was gonna more say like eight hundred mil. More though than than the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Wow, that's good, especially for a first time. Yeah. But again, this movie had such like a vision to it, like you were saying, and it had such a style that was brand new. This really feels like a refreshing and you know what change in the MCU. This movie, I feel like tone wise and stuff is influential to the rest of the MCU movies following it, mainly Phase 3, more than any other movie. Because I feel like after this movie, this is really when Marvel was kind of like, okay, this is what people like, this is what they want to see. Like The movie started injecting way more humor into their movies after this one. Yeah, absolutely. What do you have for the Tomato Tomato? Tomato, 91%. All right. Tomato, 92%. I'm gonna say tomato. Tomato as well, ninety-two. Yeah, go for the bigger one. I'd yeah. probably give probably give this one like a ninety-five at least. Yeah, this would be an this A for me. Solid A. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, awesome. It's so- funny. I went and saw this. I wanted to see this when the trailer came out. Like I was like, okay, this looks yeah. weird. I think I could dig this. I want to go see that. My brothers were like, no, it's fucking stupid. And then we were on vacation when this came out, and we had like a day where we just had nothing to do. Yeah. And I went on Rotten Tomatoes and it had it was like nineties, and they were like. This movie's really fucking good. And I was like, hey, can we please go see this? And they were like, uh, it looks so dumb. Like, whatever. Like, we have nothing better to do. And then when they we left the theater, and they were like, that's my favorite Marvel movie. So like, that was fucking <laughs> awesome. And I was like, yeah. That's a really big turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> so It's awesome. So they're hitting it hard now. Two movies back-to-back bangers. Yep. What do they follow it with? Avengers, Age of Ultron. Okay. <laughs> 2015. Surely not the worst of all, but... Not the worst. I mean, a little bit of a dip. This, for... this though, is definitely the most anticipated movie of Phase Two because it's the follow up to the Dude, first Avengers. Yeah, you're gonna bring them back together. What, what is it gonna be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, everyone was really excited for this. James Spader's playing Ultron, and he's a really good actor. Yeah, and then I like him as Ultron. Yeah, I actually do too. Some people were like, uh, it just sounded like like him. Like I just kept thinking of him from. What's that one show he's got? Uh, Blacklisted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I just kept thinking of that. But See, I, I didn't I watch that show, so it's fine. <laughs> I kept thinking Robert California, if anything. Yeah. But I, I really liked his voice as the character. I, I actually liked the Ultron character. Yeah. I just enjoyed the, I liked the way it looked, like the way that it, the tone on screen. Now, the, the movie itself, though. Yeah. The movie itself feels a little cash grabby. Um, 
I don't even know if I would say it's cash grabby. I feel it's a like, lot of slow mo group group shots. You could tell they're begging for posters. Oh, I mean, the first shot of the movie when they're all like jumping yeah. over that thing in slow motion. I mean, yeah, it's kind of there's some pretty cheesy moments in for this. sure. It's a bummer because uh, I think that there is stuff to like in this, but it goes. This movie commits the crime of that I hate from a lot of action movies, where it's just like we need to be bigger than the last one. Yeah. So let's just fucking throw the kitchen sink at it and just or throw a giant city at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> throw a, a city. giant city into the ground. Yeah. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson plays Quicksilver. Kick ass playing yeah. Quicksilver. Not so kick ass in this though. No, he get deaded. More like dead ass. <laughs> like dead ass, you dying, bro? <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen playing Scarlet Witch, though. Yeah. Very important. Yes. Very so, important. That is one thing that um, is is definitely... Uh, a lot of new characters in this. Vision? Yeah, yeah. Vision is new. I mean, he was kind of technically in previous movies, but the Vision character himself, right. first time he's in this. And yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a bummer, too, because The Avengers was so good, and it was written and directed by Joss Whedon. So he, it's like Joss Whedon writ, wrote and directed this movie as well. But the studio had a lot more input because I, I remember hearing things like either post this or during this that he was getting like very frustrated, and a lot of those like things that they you know, gave him notes on. I don't think he wanted as many of those like cheesy moments and like group shots and stuff like, like the studio wanted. Yeah, because really the only time you get that in the first Avengers movie is when they all group together in the city in the city, and that's yeah. in the like last. 15 minutes of the movie yeah there's like that i remember there's that this, one shot there's in the like city. 10 times yeah. throughout the movie where it's just like super cornball stuff but i remember seeing things and i think doesn't he leave after this movie he doesn't do another thing in the mcu after this i don't think so yeah and because he, he was upset by the way that like the studio was basically treating him and kind of forcing his hand in some decisions so he was just like fuck this like i'm you guys are just making me make a movie for you. You're not letting me make my movie. Yeah. So I don't know if that's exactly how it goes, because obviously I wasn't there, but that's just what I heard. I'm just spreading Hollywood gossip now. It's <laughs> it's a bummer, though, if that's the case, though, because, like, look at his track record. Not only did... Yeah, just trust I mean, him with it. Avengers was one of the highest money-making movies ever at the time. Just as a writer, we've said it before, dude wrote Toy Story. Yes. Let get, him get rock. Get all his nuts. Yeah, yeah let him rock. <laughs> But yeah, this movie was a little bit of a disappointment. Actually, I saw this movie, I think I saw it three times in theaters. Yeah. And I've seen it on Blu-ray a few times. So I've seen this movie probably at least five times. And honestly, it's probably the Marvel movie that I remember the least of. That's fair. There's not really a ton of memorable stuff. Although there are some things that are important because they feed into later movies. But how much did they drop on this, especially knowing that the first one went gangbusters and they made so much money? So, yeah, this is up to date the highest amount of money they spent on a movie. $250 million. Wow. At the box Quarter office, bill. though, crushed it. $1.4 billion. Beautiful. Yeah. Of course, of course they were going to make that money back. Yeah, I mean... They especially pro- at this point in the MCU, I don't think there's even a question about any movie that comes out after... Basically after Winter Soldier... <laughs> Yeah. There's no question they're raking in the money. They they can't keep up with how much money they're making. Yeah. Tomato on this? Yeah, hit me with it. 75. Okay. Tomato 83. Damn. Damn, that's I feel like our tomato tomatoes have been pretty easy this episode so far. This one is a little tricky. You know what it is for me is What are the numbers again? You got 75, 75 to 83. 
So you got a C to a B minus or B. I will give it an optimistic tomato, but I I wouldn't give it like a B because 83 is a B. I would give it like a C plus. So like I would probably put this at like a 79, which is like dead in the middle of those two numbers. Yeah. It's four, it's four away from the tomato. It's four away from the tomato. Like 79 is where I'd put it at like a C plus. So I'm just going to be optimistic. Tomato. I'm going to go tomato as well. I agree. C plus is what I would give it. Yeah. 79, I think is exactly what I was thinking as well. Yeah. I'm giving it a tomato because I actually didn't leave the theater like upset with this. Oh, so you're going tomato, not tomato. No, no, I'm going I'm going tomato. Wait, what was the tomato score? Was that the higher one? Or the... Yeah, no, tomato was the higher score. Oh, right. I can't even keep up with my own <laughs> thoughts that I had 10 seconds ago. <laughs> tomato was the higher one. I, I left the theater not being, I don't want to say disappointed because I was a little disappointed, but I at least right. I had fun watching the movie. Yeah. I had fun watching the movie. and Yeah, for sure. For that, yeah. it wasn't like I left with like a... Iron Man 3 feeling or, or a Dark like, World feeling or yeah. an Incredible Hulk feeling or an Iron Man 2 feeling mm-hmm. or a Thor feeling or a Captain America feeling <laughs> the first Avenger like <laughs> so many of these movies <laughs> <laughs> most of them until now yeah I, I'm gonna give it a, uh, a tomato Le- less than an 83 but I at least had some fun I think there's some good things about the movie yeah. but it, it is a disappointment coming off of Avengers before this absolutely and then our last movie of Phase 2, I actually, it's crazy thinking about it. I felt like this movie came out way more recently than this, but it kind of makes sense, especially once you start looking at M- uh, Phase 3 and see how many movies have been released. Yeah. I could have swore this movie was more recent, but our last movie of Phase 2 is... Ant-Man. Goddamn right it is. Maybe it feels more recent because you didn't catch this until... Recently, right? No, the first Ant-Man? Yeah. I know, I saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. Then maybe I thought that... Maybe it was the only, like, MCU movie you didn't own or something like that. Like, I can't... Nah, man, I've had it. Had it, bro. You don't know me. Well, I remember when we were playing in a band together, you kept saying that Ant-Man was one of the few that you didn't own and you've been wanting to buy it. Right? Didn't you buy it, like, only, like, a year or two ago? No, that can't be right. Are you sure it's me? Yeah, I think so. Unless it was Ducky was the one that just hadn't ever watched it. Maybe that's no what it Ducky was. hadn't watched it. Maybe that's I what believe. I'm thinking of. I don't know. Okay. Do we talk about Ducky on every episode? Hey Duck, I know he's listening. Yeah, I love you, buddy. We do talk about Ducky a lot, but that's because he's a great man. You, you know, know what? I think he hasn't watched it. I think there was a couple MCU ones. He's like, yeah, I haven't seen that one. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ant Man. Looking at the writing team on this made me so happy. Yeah. Because Edgar Wright is a writer on this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think that definitely shows because we've said very before. Funny. Yeah, we've but said very smart. We've said before that we hate this like critique of a movie, but Ant-Man is really fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ant-Man is really fun, but it actually has like substance behind it. And the and because the character is so likable, so likable and I don't feel like, you know, in the first two Thor movies, that's a huge problem is that you don't really care about Thor. He's not super likable. Like, I don't empathize with him at all. Mm -hmm. But right out the gate, like literally scene one, it's just like. Paul Rudd is great for this character. I love Paul Rudd. He is such a sweetheart. (laughs) I love him. But yeah, he's immediately likable. And, you know, the whole relationship with his daughter and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many 
sweet things about this character. This is another like character similar to like Guardians of the Galaxy, where they're like, "We're making an Ant Man movie," and people are like, "Why? Why?" And yeah. then it comes out, and you're like, "Yeah, oh, like, oh that's why." <laughs> yeah, because you guys nailed it. Yeah, this is probably the movie I've seen the least in the MCU. Really, it's either this or I've seen it's this one the... a lot. Really, like You've a, seen lot, this one a lot, a lot. I've seen this one only once, and I think the only other movie I've ever seen only once is the first Thor movie. Wow. But I remember, like, I really like this one. I had a lot of fun watching it. I really, I like Paul Rudd a lot, but he fit this character well. Really funny. The Ant-Man character is more important than you would think. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, especially look at where we're going now with Endgame. mm -hmm. This is our introduction to the quantum realm. Yeah. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And especially when, I'm sure, when Endgame, we're dealing with a lot of that stuff. We're going to realize just how important Ant-Man movie, not just the character, but the Ant-Man movie really it was. was. Yeah. Huge, huge for the MCU. Because that goes back into like what we were talking about with Guardians. It opens up the MCU to a much bigger thing because, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, we're in another part of like the universe, right? Ant-Man, we are in a f- completely different dimension. dimension. <laughs> we're talking about interdimensional travel yeah. in the MCU, and we're only in phase two. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Yeah, they really open it up there, and they plant that seed. First glance, this movie, you're just kind of like, eh, it's a fun movie, you, don't, you know, whatever. It doesn't really bring that much, but this it brings more than you think it does. Hell yeah. Especially in hindsight. Yep. This is, and it makes sense, but this is one of the cheaper movies that they made. Yeah, absolutely. $130 million to make. Okay. Five nineteen box office. Yeah, so it's not, you know, crushing it like Guardians of the Galaxy, but they also spent less, so... It, I I bet you like the the ratio is probably equal because mm-hmm. they spent substantially less money to make it and they made less money off of it, but the ratio is probably like right there, like yeah. neck and neck. They spent less money. They still made a you know really good margin off of it. I will say, Guardians definitely benefits from being a better movie. I yeah. would say, yeah, 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 no, definitely. But this is by no means a bad movie. This is I I actually really like this movie. I don't know why I've seen this so little. Because I actually like it a lot. Seen it so little. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> well, yeah. what's the tomato tomato on this? Tomato, eighty two percent. Okay, it's a little bit lower than I was expecting. Tomato, eighty six percent. Well, I guess that immediately answers that for me. Tomato. Yeah, tomato for me too. All right, good. You yeah. seemed a little hesitant. A little bit, but I think a B is right there. It's either yeah. B or B minus for me right there. I think it's going to be B. Oh, then you might actually be a tomato. I think an 82 is... No, the 82 is on the the high end of B minus. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going tomato. I, okay. It's better It's better than a B minus. B is where, where I put it. It's ironic that you would give Ant-Man a B. Yeah. Especially because oh! the villain is a yellow jacket <laughs> which is ironic i don't think he wore a yellow jacket once in that movie <laughs> all of his jackets were either black or brown that's honestly my biggest complaint with the movie i don't like that villain yes very weak villain yeah i'll give you that but still really good story mm-hmm. really really fun fun fucking movie yeah i like it a lot well that brings us to probably my favorite part of doing these episodes is our rankings mm-hmm Ooh. Saucy. <laughs> so I give my tomato tomatoes first. So you give your rankings first. What is your number six? The worst of phase two. It's funny because when we were like 
we're going to rank these movies. I quickly glanced over the phases real quick. And I was like, phase one is going to be really similar. Phase two is going to be really different. And then now that I ranked it out, I'm like, phase two is going to be the same. I would not be Prob- surprised if probably. this is the same. Let's um, see. Six, I'm going with Thor The Dark World. Yup. Yeah. Yup. We suck. No contest. <laughs> Worst of phase two. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. It's, uh, oh, man, it's bad. And it's only made worse by the importance of it in introducing another Infinity Stone. And then you're like, fucking this thing? Yeah. <laughs> this is the one you decided to bust this nut in? Yeah. I feel like they, they, they felt the need to, like, give Thor something of substance. Because, like... They saw how shit the movie was, and they were like, oh, here we go. Maybe, but it's like... You look at Iron Man had such a significance with the movie so far. Yeah, Captain America did. They, a, they, you know, had the Tesseract. Yeah, Thor really hadn't ha- had anything to give. Really, even in the Avengers movie, Thor doesn't really provide that much at that point either. Yeah, you're right. And you're right. I think they're like, you know what? We got it. We got to. We got to give him something. Let's throw him a bone here. Let's yeah. Throw him an Infinity Stone. Well, why don't you give me your number five, Iron Guy three? Iron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Identical. All right. We're off to a, we're off to a good start. Yeah, as we said earlier, it doesn't provide anything really to the MCU, and um, it's a letdown. I mean, like it more than Iron Man 2. Yeah. Number three? I mean, number four? I'm well, getting mixed up. Getting real head. Yeah. Number four, this might be where we start changing. Okay. Let's see. Number four, Avengers Age of Ultron. Guess not. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron, number four, yeah. Yeah, Age of Ultron is my number three. Number four? Ah, fuck me. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> My number three now, though. Yes. Ant-Man. Yep. That's yours also? I have a feeling that this is going to be the same. I'm going to close this notebook. I don't need it. Okay. I'm probably just going to agree with you. <laughs> You're just going to forget your order. No, I know my order. Okay. I got this shit locked away. Yeah, Ant-Man. Honestly, I like Ant-Man a lot. Yeah, but I mean, there were some heavy contenders in our number one and two, so. Yeah, one and two, if they weren't so damn good, uh, Ant-Man could have slipped ahead of it. But yeah, one and two are really good. And Way one, damn good. One and two took me a while to A lot of flip-flopping? Flip, flippity-flopping on this Well, one. the two movies that are left have a very different tone to them, and mm-hmm. they, but they both have a lot of importance in the MCU, but in very different ways as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, these are neck and neck. They're both number one for me, so it's just a matter of really breaking it down. But 1A and 1B for you? Exactly. <laughs> but what is your number two and or 1B? All right. My... Number two, and I had to think about this for a while because they both bring something different. Yep. But I decided to go on my personal preference. Okay. My number two is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Same. <laughs> we have the same goddamn list, baby. Yeah, this was that's uh, that's a little bit of a disappointment. But I had a feeling after looking at it that it was gonna be the same. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the, it's a little bit of an obvious choice. Um, yeah, I, I think the Winter Soldier is, uh, as a film, I think it's a better movie than Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I got to rewatch it. I haven't watched it in a long while. I just, I feel like you could watch the Winter Soldier and just be like, this is a fucking good film. Yeah. Like, you take, take like, it's not just a good comic book movie. It's a good film. Yeah. Really solid twists in it. Like, yeah revolving villain but not in like a cheesy like awful way where it's like oh this is like really convoluted mm-hmm. it's clearly well thought out very well written yeah it's it's a fucking smash man yeah this it's it's so good uh, i think it 
it might be the best film. It's just for me personally, I just like Guardians of the Galaxy more. And I think Guardians was like a surprise hit. Like mm-hmm. nobody was expecting anything. Like Winter Soldier was a surprise hit because I didn't like the first Captain America. But this, you know, Guardians, like what you were saying, like James Gunn really had a vision. And this movie feels different than anything else in the MCU before or after, you know? Yeah. And it really stands alone. And you can watch that movie without being a comic fan. And it, you know, it being in space, maybe one of the reasons why they held off on trying to do more stuff like that. And even in the Thor movies, they don't spend that much time in Asgard is it's really hard to do a movie that takes place entirely throughout the universe, traveling multiple planets, having aliens and stuff in your main roster of, you know, your crew without it feeling like a sci-fi movie. You know, what's crazy feeling cheesier in some way. Yeah. You know, you know, what's crazy about guardians. Also, we've talked already about how it's so absurd. Yeah. How people were like, so why about it? They were just, why are you making that? Yeah. Numerous times I've used guardians of the galaxy as a gateway movie for the MCU for people. And it's a, it's a perfect gateway. Yeah. People that have never seen a Marvel movie before, I'm like, watch this movie. Yeah, you want to talk about likability and characters the, and just how difficult it is to make a, your main character likable and how successful they were in Ant-Man. This movie does it with five characters at the same time. Yeah. And it gives them all their own story arc without feeling like a mess. And it, it's very precise in its direction, and it brings them all along the same trajectory. Like, nothing feels confused or missing from it. It is really, really fucking well done and just well executed. It's because it's smart, and it knows what to focus on, what's important. Like, Drax doesn't have a ton in this movie. No, but even him, he has he has some of those comedic moments and we see more of that come out in the next one. And we Mm -hmm. see a lot more of it come out in infinity war, but it begins here and it doesn't start from a place of he is a funny character because he is like star Lord funny where he's making jokes. It's because he is so his humor is not from, I'm trying to be funny. It's from I'm overly serious. Yeah. And then you also have like the, the relationship between rocket and Groot and it just kind of like is, there but like you see like that progressing and stuff and then like, oh my god like the emotional moment of we are Groot yeah that's, <laughs> that's heavy so people are like they literally made a character that says three words through the whole movie and he has the most like emotionally impactful moment of the entire movie yeah where he just adds one more word to his <laughs> dialogue so that's we oh I guess two because we are instead of I am yeah and it has the biggest emotional impact in the whole movie. That's genius. How do you pull that off with a character who can't talk, basically? Yeah. And they do it. It's and, fucking great. I mean, what other movie has a dance-off for the galaxy? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. The most absurd thing. <laughs> but it, it's pulled off so well. And it makes sense to his character because of how like musical he is, which is set up from like scene one. Yeah. Honestly. This- this movie is pieced together brilliantly. The soundtrack of this movie, I think, is like one of the most popular soundtracks. Like, I have it ever. <laughs> I have that soundtrack and the one to Guardians of the Galaxy two on my phone. Yeah, and I'll just listen to the soundtrack. I know a lot of people that have this on like vinyl and stuff. This it's soundtrack, great. yeah. 
and kind of like what you were saying about our, our love of like Edgar Wright and stuff like no other movie really uses its soundtrack to progress the the actual story that's another thing like yeah. this and baby driver mm-hmm. there you go yeah it's like, it's it's cool because like um and they make such good jokes about it like we're getting ahead of ourselves but like you know the music in the movie is almost a way that star lord remembers his mom yeah and then like they like make a joke about it in the second one when he gets the zoom yeah, and like, like, yeah everyone on earth is using, using these hold 300 songs or whatever 300 <laughs> that's great it's so good it's so funny, but yeah, no, I, man, I, I love this movie so much. Like I said, I think The Winter Soldier might be a better written movie, might be, yeah. but this is, it's, this is such a unique movie and sets such a tone for the rest of the MCU. You know, just love the characters, love everything about, it, love the style. Guardians of the Galaxy is my number one. Hell's to the yeah, could not agree with you more. Obviously, because our entire list matched. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> yeah. agree with you more, but. Yeah, man, that that brings us to the end of phase two. And, you know, we might have agreed on our list, but we want to know if you guys agree with us, too. So what I did for MCU phase one, I don't know if you saw, I posted each movie or tomato tomato on that. But I'll also throw up a post. We'll get something on there where we want you guys to comment and rank out the MCU. You might have a different feeling than us you might love Thor The Dark World, in which case you can unsubscribe immediately. <laughs> we don't need you. I mean, we don't have a, that many followers and listeners that we should just be making outcasts. But guess what? I don't care. I stand by my principles. And if you like Thor Dark World, we don't want you here. The end. <laughs> that's the end of that it's the end of that no more is this a rant that's gonna rival your avatar rant no nothing will <laughs> nothing will trump my hate for that movie but don't get me started on that instead i want you guys to get started on hitting up our instagram at two dudes movie reviews find us on facebook twitter all that stuff leave us some five star reviews Hit us with some comments, even if you don't want to comment so everyone can see you want to shoot us a message and talk to us about some of these movies. We're happy to head over. Give us your tomato tomato. Take a chance to get involved in the podcast, bro. Let your voice be heard. And until then, suck it, losers. <laughs> <laughs>